everybody. This is Opposing the Matrix. It's the 13th of December, the year 2020, the year of our Lord. A.D. Anno Domine, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach. Okay. Not C.E., not um, A.E., like the Masons would like it. No, it is the year of our Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach. So, if you believe anything else, well, that's your problem. Anyway, um, had a little mishap the other day. I went to do this show that I'm going to do tonight, and uh, uh, one of the wires that I have hooked up uh, was a little bit... Um, tangled so I went to untangle it when I did it I guess I pushed the mute button on the mic thing for the microphone and when I did that so well you had 30 minutes of me talking and all of a sudden dead air for another hour so I apologize for that and as usual my trusty uh, listener um, Winsong caught on to it and let me know about it so um, actually, I knew about it before that, and I meant to take it off of uh, Spreaker, which I'll do tonight after I load this show up. Um, but uh, I apologize for that if you tuned in and, <laughs> and after the half hour mark. I know it's not funny for some of you because you were expecting a show. But uh, it just goes to show you that, you know, it's uh, everybody makes mistakes, and uh, I count myself to be one of them. Okay. Um, the show tonight is going to be a gematria study of uh, Jack Dorsey, or Jack Patrick Dorsey, as his full name is. If you don't know him, he's the guy that created um, Twitter, the infamous Twitter now, the one that'll uh, ban you for speaking about anything that's uh, um, anything from uh, the middle of the road all the way up to conservative and ultra-conservative. And they'll barely tolerate anybody that's even a little below the middle. Um, so um, anyway, uh, between them and Facebook and YouTube, my goodness, you know, it's like they're they're losing people left and right. I'm surprised they're staying in business, and maybe they won't be for long. Who knows? But uh, anyway, uh, so I figured uh, uh, I had already. I'm working on YouTube actually. And I, I went to look for the founders of YouTube, and there were three guys that started it, I think, in 2001, but they sold out to uh, Microsoft in 2003, and that was a surprise to me. I didn't know that. I thought Microsoft had bought them much later on, um, but Microsoft's been in control of YouTube since 2000. No, excuse me, not Microsoft. Um, Google has been in control of uh, YouTube since 2003. So, uh, anyway, uh, I know that I've had things taken off of Google, and I know some good friends have too. And uh, so, anyway, the, the era of free speech is, is okay if you agree with what the uh, suppressors are trying to get across. But if it's something that you're trying to uh, uh, say or if it uh, goes against what they're having to say, thank God for the First Amendment, huh? First Amendment protects um, freedom of expression, okay? And if it's something that, uh, let's say if it's something that uh, uh, Holly Weird agrees with and 
um, and uh, the, the MSM press believes in and and uh, the Democratic Party believes in, and you don't need to protect that speech, right? Uh, because it's agreed upon by by the majority of the the outlets out there, the uh, the commie outlets that um, this is okay to talk about. And uh, but um, you know, you talk about anything else, and they, they knock you off. So um, the uh, First Amendment protects all of us from that, or it's supposed to. Um, it's funny how, you know, 20 years ago, somebody put uh, a, a crucifix, I think it was, and um, that didn't particularly offend me that bad because, you know, crucifix, I you know, Jesus came off that cross. He's not on there anymore. Hasn't been for over 2,000 years. But um, putting in a, a Nevada urine is 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 gross, and it's it's, you know, it's just, it's childish. And, uh, and then calling it freedom of expression. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, let me have a picture of your mother then, and I'll put her in about a urine and see how you like it. Um, anyway, so uh, so we had Twitter, and we we have Twitter, and we have all these other formats. Now we're coming out with conservative formats like Parler, which I'm a member of, um, and also uh, MeWe, which is um, another kind of like um, – Oh, kind of like uh, Facebook, but it, it has a lot of advantages over Facebook. So I highly encourage you to go to MeWe. It's uh, it's a really good format, and you can say anything you want to. And uh, even if you don't hold conservative values, you can say anything you want to. You know, we don't play by your rules, you liberals. Uh, you can still have freedom of expression when you're around us, so. Uh, we may not agree with it. We may argue with you about it, but uh, still, anyway. Um, so anyway, uh, the history of uh, Twitter. And, uh, well, let's see. We don't really want to go into Twitter as much as we want to go into uh, Jack Patrick Dorsey. Okay. And uh, I want to go into a little history of the man. You know, if you look at the guy, a picture of the guy, he's the kind of guy that if you walked into a diner and you sat next to him, like at the counter, or or if you met him in line at some sporting event, we're ready, you know, walking in or something, you know, you really hit it off, I think. You know, it's he just looks like a plain, everyday guy. Well, he used to, anyway. He's got a real long beard now, and he kind of looks like uh, Father Time, a young version of Father Time, but... Um, but anyway, he looks like a pretty decent individual, and you know, like you'd really hit it off with him, you know. Maybe you would. Maybe we would. Who knows? Um, as long as you didn't bring politics into it, I think it'd be okay. But um, anyway, uh, he was born on November 19, 1976. Um, he's an American technology entrepreneur and philanthropist who is the co-founder of CEO and CEO of Twitter and the co-founder and CEO of uh, Square, a financial payments company. So, and I'll go in just a little bit of his early life because those are the formative years and that helps you to understand where he's coming from. Okay. Um, Dorsey was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, the son of Tim and Marcia. Her maiden name was Smith. Uh, she took on Dorsey. Um, he is of English, Irish, and Italian descent. 
His father worked for a company that uh, developed uh, mass spect, uh, spectrometers, and his mother was a homemaker. He was raised Catholic, and his uncle is a Catholic priest in Cincinnati. Excuse me. Um, he attended the Catholic Bishop uh, Dubow High School. Um, in his younger years, Dorsey worked occasionally as a fashion model. Um, by the age of 14, Dorsey had become interested in dispatching routes. Uh, some, of op- some of the open source software he created in the area of dispatch logic is still in use in taxicab companies today. Uh, Dorsey attended the University of Missouri Rolla uh, for two years. Um, two years. What's to say that? Two plus years, sorry. Um, 1995 through 97. 97 uh, before transferring to New York University, but he dropped out in 1999, one semester short of graduating. Who in the heck else was it we were just doing a Gematria study of? Uh, genius, also, like this guy. Um, I can't remember, but he never graduated either. That's interesting. I guess, you know, you don't need a piece of paper hanging on your wall to prove that you're smart. I've always said that. Um, he came up with the idea of uh, developing Twitter while studying at NYU. And that's all I'm going to read about that. It goes on and 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 on. And uh, I don't want to bore you with that. We want to get into the Gamatria study on this man. So um, I don't know. For some reason, uh, where I, I didn't like the last guy that we did too much. Uh, for some reason, I got a feeling that uh, this guy had altruistic purposes for making uh, Twitter and uh, just either through philosophy or whatever, they something got a hold of him and uh, turned him around to where he went from uh, free speech to you're free to speak if you say what I like. So, uh, and then you got to remember these guys have handlers too. Um, and you know, to go from nothing to being, uh, he's worth $11 billion. So from going nothing to $11 billion, you know, you got to wonder if he's got some spiritual help and I'm not talking about, uh, the God of the Bible. Um, so anyway, um, I don't know what he, what uh, philosophy he holds now. It doesn't say anything about him being married or having children. So, um, anyway, maybe he'll settle down a little bit once he does that. So, I know it settles a lot of people down. I looked online just for the heck of it to see if anything, since he was born on the 19th of November, to see if anything happened on those days. Um, Let's see, uh, Christopher Columbus discovered Puerto Rico in 1493, Puerto Rico Discovery Day. Um. Is, which was 1582, um, in 1620, the Mayflower, Mayflower Pilgrims reached, reached Cape Cod. A lot of it's a discovery day, it looks like. 1644, the Protestant uh, Ministry Society in, in New England, or the first Protestant Ministry Society in New England. Um, 1863, Lincoln delivers the Gettysburg Address. Um, in 1895, the pencil was invented. A lot of people might laugh at that, but that's a very important invention. Um, in 1919, the Treaty of Versailles and the League of Nations, uh, rejected by the U.S. Senate. In 1959, which was another very good year, 
Ford cancels the Etzel. Uh, yeah, that was a good good choice. <laughs> Talk about people making mistakes. And I hit the I had to look at the mute button to make sure I was even on. Um, so uh, you know, I I hit the mute button. Ford uh, Ford makes the Etzel, and it turns out to be a disaster. Um, but however, on this date, they canceled it. Uh, 1970, Golden Gate Park Conservatory becomes a California State Historic Landmark. 1971, Fort Wilderness opens. 1977, Egyptian President Anwar Sadat arrives in Israel and signed one of the most important treaties that there probably has ever been in my lifetime. Um, 1977, the Canucks, I don't know, should I read this? The Canucks, Ron, Son, failed. On third penalty shot against the Islanders. Yeah, that matters. Okay. And, but this one does. 1978, Reverend Jim Jones leads 911 people in a suicide in uh, Jonestown, Guyana. Interesting. 911. Those numbers come up again. Um, this is an interesting site. It's, it goes a little into the new age stuff. So I'm not going to, I'm pretty well done with it, but, um, I just wanted to read those dates, but, uh, Yes, he's part of Generation X, which is good. Um, he's interested in technology. That whole generation are interested in technology, but they're not. Uh, it's not like an umbilical cord like <laughs> it is with Generation um, the Millennials and and their children. God help us all that he can. Let me get a sip of coffee real quick, okay? Okay. What gets funny is uh, when you get older, the drool mechanism doesn't kick in or kicks in a little too much. For some reason, what I used to be able to down real quick doesn't seem to want to stay in my mouth. Um, and if you're over 60, you probably agree with me. I hope you do. Anyway, um, anyway, now that I've totally grossed you out. Um, so what does the Gamatria have to say about Jack Patrick Dorsey? And as you know, and I'll do my disclaimer yet again, I use the Gamatria for entertainment purposes, uh, although I do find that there's some interesting things that come out of it when I use it. Um, it's not what you would call numerology. Um, well, I don't use it for that. Let's put it that way. Um, some people use numbers to forecast the future they use numbers to um for a variety of different reasons and um i just like to see um if a person's name matches up with with other words and phrases that match up to the numerical value of their name in hebrew and um and see if it kind of clicks you know sometimes uh I, I can't remember who it was i i did somebody recently and i haven't finished it but um everything that came up under their name was godly and they're they're a loathsome democrat and i'm like okay what's going on with this you know maybe they're the complete opposite of what the the names are suggesting or the phrases i don't know but it was totally bizarre so i'm praying about that i want to know before i start working on it or if i work on it at all um so anyway this is just um just something that i do and and it yields some interesting things it really does 
Um, and when I did George Soros, it was, it was typical George Soros, you know, son of Satan, um, you know, and the whole nine yards. And, um, yes, I do believe that George Soros is a, uh, probably a reptilian or a, he definitely has serpent seed. Let's just put it that way. And it's not because he's Jewish. Okay. I want to nip that one right in the bud. Um, George Soros is George Soros. I'm not so sure that he's a member of um, any of the uh, supposedly Jewish banker elite um, groups that are out there. And, you know, you can you can be of Jewish heritage and not be Jewish, right? I hope you know that. Um, just because um, I have an Italian last name doesn't mean I'm in the mafia. You know, um, I have uh, Polish ancestry. It doesn't mean that I was um, part of Polish royalty, uh, you know, because it ends in a ski. Um, so anyway, you know, it's just because a, a person has a moniker or a um, a birthright by a, a particular people doesn't mean that they're that way, okay, or a way that they're cast as being. So... Um, the Protocols of Zion, by the way, were not written about Jewish people. They were written before the revolution in Russia, and it was written about the um, leadership, the czar, the czar's leadership, and um, all the royalty in uh, in Russia at the time before the revolution. However, some real uh, Dumas, uh, and you don't know if I'm talking about the the editor or the uh, the singer or um, a body part, uh, decided to make it, uh, about the Jews. So anyway, uh, there are some pretty devious people frying in hell right now because they've made up lies like that. Let me pause this coffee off and then we'll continue. Okay. They mean it when they say good to the last drop. They got a new creamer out that's uh, Karma Macchiato. Oh, put that in a nice cup of strong coffee. It's like going to start. Well, I won't say Starbucks. It's like going to Dutch Brothers. And if you don't have a Dutch Brothers where you are, uh, hope and pray that they come there because they're a heck of a lot better than Starbucks. And you don't have that stupid God that's on the cup. And you don't have a, a CEO of a company that hates Christians or any or and, and won't build the stores in um in Israel, because they're uh, because Jews own Israel. Um, I don't know. And if you're a soldier, an American soldier doesn't like you either. So um, the fact that people still drive their cars through and get coffee at Starbucks just amazes me. How can you be an American and drink coffee from that place? Um, anyway, so go to a local person if they're there. Don't go to Starbucks. Um, or if, uh, there's a Dutch Brothers, by, by all means. And Dutch Brothers will give you a nice big free coffee on your birthday too, and on special days, and sometimes, sometimes if they just like you, they'll <laughs> give you a special deal on a cup of coffee or give it to you for free. Um, so, and don't forget that every once in a while, pay for the person in back of you, uh, for their coffee, or put some money towards it. If we all did that, kind of stuff and you know like a toll booths and stuff like that this world would be a better place 
Anyway, so let's let's continue. What does the Gematria have to say about Jack Patrick Dorsey? Uh, November 14th is the first one that comes up. Okay. And I think we we said that he was born, uh, what, on the, um, he was born in November, but it was on November 19th. So he was five days old. Okay, anyway, uh, there was a presidential debate on November 14, 2015. uh, I guess that would have been when Trump was running. That was sponsored by CBS and Twitter. According to Ballopedia.org forward slash Twitter, CBS was allowed to use a special tool that would allow CBS to view the consensus of Twitter posters during the debate. Here's the script that it's found in, in uh, Ballopedia in case you don't trust me. Um, and I might even, let's see. Oh, yeah, I did. I gave you the, uh, the Ballopedia thing. Okay. Um, it says here, and I quote, along with CBS News, KCCI TV, the Des Moines Register, the Des Moines Register, uh, and Twitter sponsored the de- Democratic debate on uh, November 14, 2015. Of the partnership with CBS News, the news organiz- organization said, CBS News is so pleased to partner with Twitter on our Democratic debate. Our people have worked with Twitter's unique cur- curator tools to measure changing responses to what the viewers will see on the screen. Um, if you don't, if this doesn't bother you, it, it should, and it bugs the heck out of me. Uh, with this tool, CBS could effectively look at what Twitter audience thought and could mold their questions one way or another to change or change the questions or their content as they saw fit, drawing from Twitter's framework. Okay. So, again, that should bother you. And if it doesn't, then you need to pray because you don't have discernment. Um, I don't know. I, I've i been in, uh, in roundtables after talks and stuff like that, and I don't know what they're going to ask me. And that's hard enough. <laughs> okay. But. If I were to know what, in other words, if everybody out in the audience would have post would have posted to the person answering the question or asking the questions, excuse me, um, what to ask me, um, and then change those questions if the audience didn't think didn't like the way I was answering, um, I don't think I'd like that too much. I really don't. And thank God that's never happened, and I hope it never does. Um, anyway, the next thing that comes up is Luke Bukowski, B-U-K-O-W-S-K-I. And again, this is probably the name of a private citizen with no affiliation to Jack Dorsey or Twitter, as far as I know. Um, sometimes uh, when you're doing these searches, um, you find these weird things on here. And you're, we're going to read some weird stuff a little later, but it was it actually kind of applies. But, uh, you know, you got uh, curious people that like to look at uh, the gematria. Let's just say they're interested in somebody at work and thinking about asking them out. And uh, they get on the gematria and to find out maybe what their character traits are. And uh, so evidently at some time, either 
Luke Borkowski or somebody that was interested in him typed his name in. And they did what I'm always asking people not to do. When you go to this search engine, you do not hit the save button. Okay, because that saves it. And that means everybody else that looks up um, anything that Luke Bukowski matches. In this case, it's Jack Patrick Dorsey, um, numerically. Uh, His name will come up. (laughs) Okay. And it doesn't do me any good. It doesn't do any research or any good. Um, It makes Luke Bukowski famous now, anyway. Uh, or Bukowski, don't want to get it wrong. Um, but uh, Luke, if you're out there, hey, God bless you. Somebody was interested in you and looked you up. Okay, now another phrase comes up, and that phrase is, it all makes sense now. Now, that's interesting. Um, I do think that if Jack Dorsey was sitting next to me, he would reply to me that what makes sense to him now is that he wondered where Twitter would go when he first created it. Dorsey made a First Amendment tool that people could use to voice their opinions, and there was a time for a few years that all options could be expressed, or opinions, excuse me. Um, he would probably say that it makes sense to him now that his tool would evolve to become a social media tool with some of the tightest restrictions of all social media formats, He would probably say that it makes sense to him now that Twitter can champion anyone that Dorsey wants to endorse and kill off, basically, any person that agrees with his political turn towards Maoism and Leninist thought. And you got to admit, CBS, remember in the old days, um, four years ago when CBS and NBC and ABC and all the alphabet uh, news companies, um, who got their names probably from a can of alphabet soup um, were, were complaining about Trump twittering and tweeting. Um, and then all of a sudden they're on there now more than he is. But, uh, but uh, he, uh, now they're, now they're using it to defame Trump. Okay. So anyway, you got to watch out for tools because the same hammer that, um, that drives the nail into the wood can be the same hammer that uh, crushes the end of your thumb when you're holding the nail. So, um, And hopefully you don't hold the nail after the first little swing to set it. But uh, I don't know. Some people. Okay, the next phrase that comes up is you, and, you are me and I am you. <laughs> that sounds like something Barney the Dinosaur would sing. Um, this is a mantra of social media. Let's think about it. In social media, you can find those those that think like you um, and do think like you and do think like you. And you form a small community with them and then with others. The next community soon grows larger um, and it's a community of like-minded people. This was probably Dorsey's original intent as he grew in power, wealth, and fame. He realized that was one of the haves. He was one of the haves, and he had to suppress the rest who were trying to fight for social justice in a form of capitalistic rights. He turned the original thought around, and now it should state, um, the way it is now, it should state, you're not me, and I'm much better than you. Okay? It's a shame when people, when their values just turn around 
and their original thoughts and intentions are they you start use against people, you know. And who knows, maybe he's getting pressured from above. Maybe if he told the truth he'd live till tomorrow and they'd find him hanging from somewhere. You know you don't know. Um but you think he'd try to get the word out to people or just disappear or something. If you got eleven billion dollars, you can disappear and never be found again. <laughs> you know. Um Anyway, uh, the next phrase is, warn mankind, no coincidence. Now, this is one of the truer thoughts in, in all of that's listed in numeric equivalents of Jack Dorsey's name. Jack created a format where everyone was equal and all thoughts were allowed to be expressed. I don't think that he ever thought that it would remain that way. Um, it's no it is no coincidence uh, that those in the deep swamp power saw a tool that was created to bring people together and they decided Jack to, to give Jack wealth, power and fame so that it would, it would go to his head and so that he could take over. Um, after they had compromised any good values that he had, they talked him into turning his tool against those that he blessed, blessed it with. Um, it's no coincidence that evil men will take something that can yield so much power and turn it into something that can propagandize those who cannot think for themselves and shut down those who can. Get it? Shut down those who can. You know, my wife and I, we just started, um, I like to read books. I like to read real books, to hold them in my hand. And there's nothing like reading a book and falling asleep with it, you know, on your chest. And then uh, waking up you know, drinking a cup of coffee and then resuming where you stopped. I like the smell of an old book or even a new book. Um, I just like to hold something tangible in my hand, and I really don't do well with stuff that's on the screen, uh, frankly, because I think it hurts your eyes. Um, and, and secondly, because, you know, it's so much, so much easier to sit either at a kitchen table or, uh, you know, where you can rest the book and look down or sit in an easy chair, or even lay in bed propped up with pillows to read a book. And it's so much easier than sitting here in front of a screen and reading it. And um, so anyway, we got uh, 1984. She says, I, I, I have one credit, and I can get what book? What do you want? And I said, 1984 by George Orwell. <laughs> so we've been listening to that uh, in our going and comings, coming and goings. And... Um, my wife's a little like, this is a little disturbing. And I said, yes, it is. I said, but can you see the parallels with our current society? You know, Big Brother's watching you, and I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking about the deep state watching you. Um, and, uh, you know, bad is good, good is bad, the whole nine yards. And uh, and it's it's like uh, the playbook for the, uh, for the leftist uh, Democratic Party to take over the country. It really is. And, uh, boy, if you haven't read that book, you need to get it either in read to you form or, uh, if you like reading off the screen or, you know, you can still get it for a pretty good price, um, uh, in a real book. I've got a nice copy of a hardcover here. Um, anyway, um, that book is amazing. It really is. It was written in 1947, I think. Interesting, the same year that the Croswell, Roswell crash happened. Um, but um, but he, he warns about all different kinds of things. Um, 
that would happen in 1985, and it's it's a playbook for uh, 2020, actually. I would say actually from 2001 all the way to 2020, but uh, I'm looking, I'm going to get a, a copy of it. Um, there's a poster, it says Big Brother is watching, it's got this face of this guy on there, and I think it's from the, um, the actual um, billing for the book or the movie, and um, I want to get it posted here. <laughs> I think it would make an interesting conversation piece when relatives come over. Uh, by the way, I had a laugh because I was, uh, you know, when, when you're on Facebook, you can uh, make it to where um, you're still friends with somebody. If you don't want to hurt their feelings, you can still be friends with them, but you don't get what, they, what they're posting. Um, it's not called unfriending. It's called uh, something else. I can't remember what it is right now. But anyway, so I'd assume that some of my relatives who do not agree with what I have to say have done that to me. Um, cause any reasonable person would, cause I've done it to people myself. And, um, so, um, a comment was made a couple, a few weeks ago that another relative had, had said that I certainly like to express my opinions on Facebook. Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> and if you don't like it, unfriend me. But, uh, you know, when people don't like what you're saying, but they don't unfriend you, it almost sounds like they're listening. You know, they, uh, there might be that small little seed inside of them that, that agrees with what you're saying. They don't know why, but um, isn't that always the case? Uh, a forest fire starts with one little uh, spark. So hopefully the spark keeps sparking and, uh, you know, different people that don't agree with uh, the way that I think politically will start to see they do. Not that they take on what I believe, but that they understand it and they don't doubt me for it. Okay. I understand a liberal mind. I was once a liberal, you know, and, uh, and I can understand where they're coming from. I really can. I, it's, it's a warped sense of reality that they're, they have, but, um, but still I, I see it. I, I really do. And, um, kind of like, um, preacher of rapture people, you know, I don't agree with the preacher of rapture. I'm more of a mid, uh, rich, mid trib rapture person. But, you know, if the pre-trip happened, man, <laughs> bring it on. I'm ready to go. Um, so, anyway, we can all agree to disagree on things. I was on Facebook today, and um, I'm on this uh, thing about uh, uh, New Jersey pizzas, of all things, because I'm from New Jersey, and you can't get anything like a New Jersey pizza anywhere out in Oregon, California. I haven't tried Washington. I don't get up there very often, but... Um, there, there are things that are like it, but there's nothing like a pizza from New Jersey, especially North Jersey up by New York state. Uh, yes, New York city. Um, and somebody had made a comment today. Uh, some woman had posted a, uh, a tree skirt for a Christmas tree and it had uh, little white trees on it with a black or excuse me, a red background. And then, uh, like a white furry thing around the outside, something my dogs would just love to destroy. Um, but anyway, she said, does this look like anything to you? And I, you know, one guy goes, yeah, it looks like a big round red thing <laughs> with trees on it. <laughs> and, uh, they were trying to make it sound like it, she was trying to make it sound like it looked like a pizza, you know? 
And I said, yeah, kind of, I see the trees and, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I made some reference to, uh, the tree, uh, uh, anyway, you don't need to know that. But, uh, so anyway, I got into a little discussion with, uh, some guys. One guy was a really nice guy. Um, as far as, as far as still, you know, up to now, I don't know what he's written, but, um, the other guy was a little piece of work, you know, and, um, and I wrote on there and I said, you know, I said, talk about things changing. I'm getting here. Um, you know, I used to brag that I was from New Jersey and guys are tough back in New Jersey. You know, the, you know, you got your guys that don't take nothing from nobody, you know, and, uh, you speak your mind, you're allowed to do that. Um, you know, a man is a man. He's not a feminized man. He's a real man. And, um, and, and after, you know, this one person wrote something, I says, you know, I, I, I live out here and, and I try to, you know, tell people I come from there and a man is a man and, and I brag about New Jersey and, and stuff like that. I said, I'm going to have to stop doing that now because now I see that you guys are just like, it's just like going to Portland or Seattle, you know, it's, uh, there's no difference. Uh, men have been feminized, um, in New Jersey too now, I guess, or the younger generations have, I don't know, but, uh, sorry, I'm a man. I was born a man. I'm going to stay a man and I'm going to keep acting like a man. <laughs> um, and I don't like Hallmark channel. Okay. Um, I watch it with my wife because she likes to watch things on there. And, um, but when they start having Christmas in July and, um, and every, every theme that you watch is exactly the same, but with different actors, you know, it's like, come on, this is ridiculous. Anyway. Um, so even men, you know, we, we, we're not what we used to be. You know, my father's generation was tough. My grandfather's generation was brutal, you know, and, uh, and maybe some of the, the gentleness that's coming in is, is okay. But, um, you know, when you start hearing guys use terms that, uh, Portlanders use and stuff like that, you know, it's like, I'm sorry, but, uh, I check that at the door and I don't bring it in with me. Um, and I never have it anyway. So anyway, I don't know how I got off on that. I think it was because things are changing and, and they're not changing for the better. Um, you know, and then how can you complain when you have guys cross-dressing and stuff like that? Well, yeah, it's because they've been taught to. They've been taught to to be women or to act like women. And uh, I think one of the things that women regret is uh, the feminist movement because they've forced men to become more like so much like women that men aren't men anymore. Um, you constantly hear, you know, younger ladies talking about, how they don't want some guy that's just another chick. You know, they want, they want a man, a real man, you know, and you could be a real man. You could be a firm man, <laughs> meaning firm in your convictions. Okay. Um, and, and still be a loving person and everything else, you know, and it's, that doesn't have to disappear. It just, you know, goes with uh, how it's presented. You know, it's uh, a pitcher is a pitcher, you know, in a baseball game and he can throw a fastball or he can throw a curve or a sinker or whatever. Um, he's still a pitcher, but he, he knows how to uh, to pitch the ball the most effective way. So anyway, 
Okay, so let's see. Uh, okay, talked about how they might have, uh, the, the elites might have compromised any good values that he had. He talked him into turning his tool against those that uh, he had blessed with it, and uh, which is basically what has happened. There's a lot of conservatives that used to post on Twitter, and I've uh, all moved over to Parler now, and I just post on Twitter to, to post information, basically. But uh, it's it's all moving. It's all changing. Um, it's no coincidence that evil men will take something that can yield so much power and turning into something that can propagandize those who cannot think for themselves or shut down those who can. Yeah, that's just it. You know, uh, a man can think for himself. A feminized man cannot think for himself. Um, he's got to have a woman that thinks for him and tells him what to say and do. So, and again, you know, that's that's why we have men and women. God created us, uh, created man first, and then he created the woman out of Adam's rib, and she was supposed to be a helpmeet. That doesn't mean a slave. It means a helper, and a helper is somebody that um, can tell you when you're doing something wrong, and then you think about it, and you're going, yeah, you know what, maybe you're right, or maybe she's wrong, and, you know, you tell her, well, you know, um, prove it to me some more, because if you're right, I want to do what's right. If I'm wrong, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. You know, we can agree to disagree. So anyway, I'm really getting off on tangents tonight. My goodness. Um, I hope I keep my female audience. Um, Let's see. I, the next phrase is, I don't compromise. I kill devils. Now, given that Jack Dorsey is a prominent leftist uh, with wealth and power, it would make sense and is no coincidence that he would see anyone that threatens his way of life or those who pull his puppet strings as devils. Right? I mean, we're called deplorables and everything else. Why not? <laughs> uh, you, you heard many times the... Um, the Black Panthers used to refer to um, whites as the white devil. Um, the, the Nazis used to think that um, that the Jews were demonic. You know, if you don't like a group, you demonize them, and and uh, then you have all the more right to hate them and do things to them that shouldn't be done. Anyway, now while he doesn't outright kill those, or at least I don't think he does. Um, he considers uh, he considers devils. He can uh, he can silence them, meaning us, and can turn those who he sees as devils into objects of scorn. At least that's the opinion of this deplorable. Um, there's more than one time that uh, we've heard about how uh, Twitter is going to silence President Bush or President Bo. I did it again, uh, President Trump. And uh, sorry, President Trump, if you listen to this, I didn't mean to equate you with uh, the Bush family because they're just part of the swamp that you're trying to get rid of. So anyway, um, yeah, so uh, of course he's going to see us as the enemy or as devils and, and try to silence us or kill us socially, you know, on social media. Um, look what they've done to Trump over the last four years. My goodness. The guy's done nothing but good and altruistic things, and they've made him look like he was uh, Satan incarnate. Okay, the next phrase, the 49 deadly sins. Okay, big, big problem here. 
Um, there are only seven deadly sins, and 49 is divisible, but by seven, of course, right? Seven times seven is 49, but this is suggesting that maybe Jack has violated all seven at least seven times. Now, that's that's really reaching, okay? That's I'm saying that, but it's reaching. But who knows, okay? Uh, just a guess, of course, and yes, I know my suggestion is a violation of Twitter's community standards. Um, boy, if I were to put that on there, I would have no account whatsoever. Yes, and I do have a Twitter account, and it's under a name that you'll never know. Um, I would be remiss to state that there is no uh, list in Scripture to seven deadly sins. It's a Roman Catholic and Orthodox uh, Christian uh, contrivance, meaning Eastern Orthodox, Russian Orthodox, and stuff like that. But in the Protestant realm, and in the Bible, it doesn't exist. Um, it is true that all of these sins um, that are on the list can lead to death. Uh, but a sinner should be pointed towards the direction of forgiveness of sin, not necessarily what they've done wrong. And I'll... And I'll caveat that to say yes you have to know what sin is to realize what you've done wrong so um sin has to be pointed out but uh we got to remember that judgment uh when when jesus said uh, judge not lest thou be judged um that word in the greek because there's i think five or seven different words for judge judge or judgment in greek and uh, i think it's diacrino if i'm not mistaken don't quote me on that one um but it means condemnation. Um, that's Yahweh's job, not ours. Um, and so it's not something men are con uh, commissioned to do. Uh, there is a scripture in Proverbs that acts. Well, let, let me go into the condemnation stuff real quick again. Um, a lot of Christians will use that if you if you try to point something out. You know, um, I don't know. You can be as careful as anything, and and try to walk up to somebody and say, brother, you know, I know that. I don't want to appear to be judging you, but, um, you know, do you think it's wise to do that? You know, and right away you get hit with the, well, you, who are you to judge me? You know, well, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying, I'm asking you if it's wise to do something. And by your statement, you basically just judge yourself. <laughs> um, but, uh, you didn't condemn yourself. You judged yourself. Um, so now there, there is a scripture in Proverbs that uh, actually says that Yahweh um, loathes and considers uh, seven uh, different abominations. He calls them sins and then abominations. And this is found in uh, Proverbs 6, uh, chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. And as always, I read, try to read from the King James Version. Um, this, these six things doth the Lord hate. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that are swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaks lies, and he who that soweth among the brother discord among the brethren. Okay. <laughs> if you go to church, you've run into all of those at least once, you know. Hopefully not in the same person, but, you know, we used to say, you know, when it came to gossip, that women gossip and men share, 
You know, um, I don't know how many times I got approached. Oh, we need to pray for so and so. And instead of saying, just, just pray, um, you know, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but just pray that the Lord's will is done in the situation, you know, but instead they'll, well, we need to pray for so and so, you know, and I don't like the gossip, but you know, this guy's been doing this and this and this and this. And I'm like, well, yeah, we just did gossip, you know, um, the way you put it anyway, you know, um, God knows what the guy's doing and he knows what he, um, that if we just pray that God's will is done, Yahweh's will is done in that person's life, that Yahweh can handle it. He's a big God, folks. He can do anything he wants. And uh, if a person needs to be corrected, well, let Yahweh do it for goodness sakes. Because most likely they're not going to listen to people. And uh, God's Yahweh's got a way of getting through to people uh, that we can't possibly imagine. Um, and we can't do. So simply um, Google pictures of uh, Jack. Oh, if you simply Google pictures of Jack Dorsey, you'll see a prideful man that tries to wear a mask of innocence, but doesn't wear it well. And he never smiles. I've never seen a picture of him smiling. And that's telling right there. Uh, power and wealth does this to people. He's a mouthpiece for the leftist socialist and tries to silence patriots, thus making him a traitor, a man with a lying tongue. Uh, I cannot confirm or deny that he has ever shed innocent blood. But if uh, his format leads to someone dying unjustly, then that's a qualifier. Okay. Um, his Twitter format perpetuates wicked imaginations by allowing leftist propaganda, which is often contrary to the tr- uh, truthful of- turn of events. You know, they'll be the first ones to tell you that what you're doing doesn't, doesn't lack uh, um, evidence, but they're the first ones to put something out there that doesn't lack evidence. Um, he's quick to run to mischief by banning people from his format and denying users their First Amendment rights. He's a false witness. Uh, Twitter is rife with accounts that of that. Um, let me see. Let me start again. Twitter is rife with, with accounts of that. And in a, I got to start learning to use punctuation a little better. Um, and this is a PDF form, so I can't change it. So sorry, I'll change it later. And in addition, he outright lied to Congress when he testified before them. Uh, Twitter, because it does not allow people to hash out situations through dialogue, because he cuts off patriots, he, that's, that's sowing discord, because people aren't allowed to, to air their views and to come to some kind of consensus, right? Uh, most people can come to, to a common dialogue if they're allowed to, but turning Twitter into a debate society where only one side can debate definitely causes discord. So while Jack Dorsey has probably committed the seven deadly sins, he has uh, he has without a doubt offended Yahweh by committing se- uh, seven character traits of the that Yahweh considers abominations. Now the next one that comes up and is a numeric equivalent is the coming of the just one. And uh, as a believer in Yahweh, I believe that Yeshua or Jesus is the just one. He is Mashiach or Messiah. Uh, he's Melech, which is king, as well as a savior. He's the Lamb of God. I mean, there's so many wonderful different attributes to Yeshua. Um, 
The antics of people like Dorsey perpetuate a one-world government that the elite want to force upon the earth. That satanic government will bring forth ever closer the coming of the just one, our just one, the real just one, not the Antichrist, not the man of perdition. And I'll tell you, the more the people like Dorsey and Gates and, and others take over, the more we find ourselves wishing for the return of our just one. And the scripture says, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his kingdom, there shall come no end. So, anyway, the next phrase that comes up is a simple one. It's a, a Jew, J-E-W. Now, Jack Dorsey is far from Jewish. His heritage is English, Irish, and Italian. And I want to see if I go into this down here because I want to. Yeah, okay, I don't go into it down here. Um, there is a sect of Christianity that's called British Israelism, and there is also replacement theology. British Israelism believes that Britain is uh, Israel, and uh, the United States is Judah, and it could I have it could have that backwards. And uh, that uh, the United States and Britain are, to an end, uh, going to bring uh, in a, uh, a messianic kingdom, so to speak, and that the Messiah will come from one of the two. Um, so that's British Israelism. Um, replacement theology is where, and and this is really gaining momentum, especially with. Uh, uh, the, the church down in Reading and, and other um, NAR churches, New Apostolic uh, Reformation churches, that uh, there are the um, they are the the new sect in Christianity, and it's going to get everything right. Um, it's it's very involved, but basically they believe that uh, where this is concerned, anyway, they believe that the the Jewish people have been written off forever by God because of their their crucifixion of Jesus or Yeshua. We'll get into that in a second. Um, and that, uh, and I'm not kidding you, it's called Seven Mountains Theology. And they believe that uh, Christians are supposed to worm their way in um, into different sects of society. There's seven different mountains or sects, S-E-C-T-S, of society uh, that they're supposed to worm their way into and then thus take over and present a perfect world to Jesus when he comes back. That tells me they haven't read their scripture. One of the famous uh, phrases of Yeshua is that um, he's talking about time, and he talks about time being shortened. And he says, had it, had it not been shortened, then no flesh may have remained. That doesn't sound like ushering in a a world for him. Uh, And why come back, you know, if they're going to start a kingdom without him, you know, and give it to him? Well, you know, what's the reason for him coming back? He's coming back to redeem the Jews. Um, I always talk to people that think that uh, the Jews are written off, you know, and I'll say, okay, so you think then that the church replaces the Jews? Yes, I do. And I'll say, okay, so the church is... Is the new Israel? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. And I'll say, does Jesus come back to redeem the Jews? Well, yeah, he does. 
And I go, okay, then you're not redeemed because I thought that um, if you're a Christian, you're redeemed. You're bought back. You know, so if you're a Christian and you believe what you believe, then you're not redeemed. Therefore, you're not a Christian. You're not a believer. And if you if you believe that he's coming back to to save Israel and you're part of Israel. So it's just it's circular reasoning that they can't get around. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, my goodness, there was another thought that I wanted to, to bring up and I just can't seem to remember it right now. Oh, yeah, that's it. Um, if you read your Bible, okay, and I'm talking about an authorized version, and basically I'm talking about King James. Other people read New King James and stuff like that. And if if you get stuff out of those Bibles, then great. But uh, there are changes that are made in those Bibles. So that's why they're copywritten, because you copyright something if you've made a change to it. Um, anyway... Um, if you read your Bible and you read the crucifixion event, um, when he's arrested, who arrests him? Okay. He's arrested and he's turned over to the Romans. The Romans flog him. The Romans beat him and say, who beat me? Or who beat you? Prophecy, who beat you? Uh, the Romans put the crown of thorns on him. Okay. The Romans had him carry his own cross. Uh, it was the Romans that uh, commissioned Simon of Cyrene to carry the cross because Yeshua couldn't do it anymore. The Romans are the ones that nailed him to the cross. And it was a Roman centurion that thrust a spear into his side, which made the water and the blood come out. You tell me where a Jew is mentioned there. They're not. It's the Romans that crucified Jesus. So the next time you have an urge to yell at a Jew Christ killer, maybe you should just run into an Italian neighborhood and yell it at some mafia member or something and we'll kill two birds with one stone. Um, so Jack Dorsey is far from Jewish and I explained where he comes from. Um, now myself, having been banned from Twitter, this author knows that Twitter keeps a careful eye on things that might violate community standards, their community. Um, in addition, it could also be that the two words aren't referring to Dorsey as a Jew, but it could be pro a proclamation, much like the Gestapo might shout when they notice a Jewish person in the crowd and they wanted to arrest him. But in Twitter format, it'd be something like a Jew. Let's defame him and, sl and, sl and slander him, boys. Now, and maybe that's why they're going after President Trump so much, because he moved the embassy to Jerusalem, um, where other presidents have always promised to do it and never did it. He actually did something. He got off his duff and did it, not worrying about the elites. And the fact that he's still alive just amazes me. <laughs> really is. Uh, it hasn't, you know, the elites haven't. But I think that they, they know that... Uh, there would be a revolution in this country if they did that. I just hope that George Soros is here when we had the revolution because I want to see him arrested. I want to see him hanged, hanged and then maybe shot. Um, like they did to you, uh, Sadat Hussein. Yeah, they hung him and then filled him with so many bullets that is, he kind of separated. Um, so the next phrase that comes up is extinction event. 
Now, Dorsey sees global warming as a potential extinction event. It's quite clear. Uh, last year, he joined with Elon Musk and uh, the CEO of YouTube to commit to plant two, 20 million trees to ward off excessive CO2 in the atmosphere, um, which is a noble cause. It really is. Don't get me wrong. But um, there's evidence that the trees take in much more CO2 than um, than we think or than scientists think, most scientists, and uh, and release much more oxygen than most scientists think that they do. Um, I'm not against trees. I love trees. I've got them planted all over my yard. Uh, I've planted trees that are they'll help us though. <laughs> Apple trees, pears, cherries. Um, so trees can be a very valuable resource, and that's why I think it's important that we champion for the bee too. Now this person that said that I, I'm very vocal on Facebook is very vocal about bees, and man, I am so with her on that. Um, you know, bees are very important, and we have to really champion for for saving the bees because they're the pollinators. They're the, not the sole pollinators. There are other factors that pollinate, but um, if you would just kind of realize what bees do, my goodness, going from tree to tree and cross-pollinating and everything else and flower to flower and everything else, and we get honey from them and everything else. And if you watch how they, they put to shame the uh, – the American working system because they just work their rear ends off and uh, there is no welfare in a bee colony. Um, there really isn't. So um, they're hard workers. Them and the ants. Um, I don't like ants, but uh, ants are hard workers too. And uh, as a matter of fact, scripture talks about the ant. Uh, talks about lazy people and says, consider the ant thou sluggard. And then goes into all the attributes of the ant, how he works all day long, carrying things that are much heavier than he is, um, working his rear end off, all for the the sake of the community, so to speak. And it kind of sounds like communism. And um, I don't know. I think that if uh, communism was run under um, Yeshua, that it probably would work. I think it's the only way it would ever work. Um and, and it says that one day that the uh, the exalted will be lowered and the lowered will be exalted and stuff like that. So it almost sounds like a godly form of uh, communal living. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'm not saying that God's a communist, okay? Because <laughs> the communism that this world practices is brutality and and, and evil. So... Now, the next phrase is return to yourself. Let's face it, tw uh, Twitter is Shaq Dorsey and Jack Dorsey is Twitter. Now, a while back, he stepped away from Twitter, allowing someone else to become CEO of the social format. Recently, though, he's come back to reclaim his CEO position in an attempt to fix things. I think things got kind of out of joint with Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and still is, rather. But... Um, I don't know why exactly he came back and what was wrong, but he did come back, and he's, again, the CEO of Twitter, um, and he's, he remains that way until this day. Um, now, there's a new uh, word that I learned. Um, uh, it's a phrase, actually. Actually, it's a compound or a protein. It's the amyloid precursor protein. Um, 
This protein is associated with people that eat low-carb and high-fat diets. Dorsey eats only one meal a day. I don't know if you knew that. And that new meal is dinner. His dinner is described as a low-carb, high-fat high diet. Um, APP, I gave it a, I gave it a, uh, yeah, you know, initials, uh, amyloid precursor protein, um, is a protein that the human body makes when uh, one of is when one is on this type of diet, high-fat diets. Um, it is suggested lead to an increased chance of acquiring Alzheimer's disease. I didn't know if you knew that, but um, it makes sense to me because I've been on that diet twice. And it's really, I want to go back on it, but I can't for some reason. It just messes with my brain. And uh, it's about the only thing that still works right at 61 years old. <laughs> and uh, I want to make sure it just keeps working that way. Um, okay, now the next one, the uh, next phrase is, your name is the mark of the beast. And this is Bupkis. Okay, um, simply put, neither the Jewish gematria, the English, or the simple gematria put the number 666 on Jack Patrick Dorsey as an equivalent to the mark of the beast. Okay, so how this came up, I don't know, and I don't really feel that the guy is. He doesn't meet a lot of the criteria, um, so we'll just let that one go. So the next phrase is alike as two peas in a pod. Now I see this as Jack Dorsey is, as being comparative in thoughts uh, to Mark Zuckerberg. Here's another real winner. Um, they both work for the wrong side, are both propagandists for the elites, and even use the same vernacular and many times the same wordage. Um, and one of those would be community standards. Um, in their banning process, bad apples don't fall, fall far from the Soros tree, I put down here, because I think that he uh, is involved in a lot of this. Soros is a really bad character, and a lot of people are like, well, yeah, they need to arrest Soros. No, they need to arrest his whole family, because he's grooming them to be just like him. He's got three sons, I think, and two daughters. So you're going to get the one, and you're going to leave five more that are going to be Jeez, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Somebody will figure it out. Okay, the next one is being asleep in an inferno. Triangular idea is not free. Wow. There's a big phrase and a lot to it, huh? I'm going to read it again. Being asleep in an inferno. Triangular deal is not free. Okay. Believe it or not, there's an answer to this. Uh, this has to do with cognitive, the cognitive triangle, and you can look that up at another time. Um, in this theory, our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors can be suppressed or subdued to enhance another. It's saying that if you basically, if you want to enhance your thoughts, then we suppress our emotions and behaviors. Okay. Um, you take from one and to give to the others. I think it's kind of, to me, it's kind of like turning the air conditioning on in your car. If the air conditioner is not on, your car has more horsepower and it runs better. Uh, however, when you turn the air conditioner on, it's it's taxing on the engine. It costs you more in gas. Um, you don't have the power that you have with when it's off. So, you know, there, it's it's a kind of a very loose comparison but it makes sense to me 
Uh, the cognitive triangle makes up the whole person. Therefore, if we are not fully awake or if we are in a stressful situation, then trying to suppress one to enhance the other will cause us somehow, will cost us somehow. Whereas in a tranquil atmosphere, it can be done freely. Okay. Let's use the gas thing. I mean, the air conditioner again. If you're on a flat surface and you're doing that, you probably don't even know the difference. But if you, uh, you come to a steep incline on the freeway or whatever, you're going to notice a difference. Okay. The tranquil uh, atmosphere would be on the flat, flat road. The, uh, more, uh, stressful one would be going up a hill. Okay. You'll notice that you don't have the, you step on the gas all the way or not in my truck. Jeez, it would push you halfway to the moon. Um, but, um, in a regular car, you know, you, you step on the gas all the way going up a hill sometimes when you want to pass somebody. Um, anyway, if you, uh, watch when Dorsey and Zuckerberg were being interrogated by Congress, they were having a difficult time during the heat of the discussion. For instance, uh, enhancing thoughts, which would be crucial at such a time, cause their behaviors to falter. And it was easy to see the, um, the poker faces, so to speak, and realize that although they were trying to lie intellectually, uh, their demeanors uh, said the opposite. Okay. Yeah, you take a look at Zuckerberg when they're questioning him. He was, you know, if he pulled his collar out, steam would have probably come out of there. Um but um, anyway, I digress. Okay, the next one is our children are our future. Where have we heard that before? We hear it all over the place anymore. Um, you know, we have the Save the Children movement. We have the Underground Railroad um, to rescue children that are being held in slavery. Excuse me. Um, coffee is coming back to me. Um this numerical value might not be what it appears to be. Um, there's a possibility that Jack uh, Dorsey is a pedophile. Now, I'm not saying he is. An article in a, something called The Natural News starts out like this. Okay. Natural News. Warning. What you are about to read is disturbing beyond all belief, but we feel the need that you, to warn you that this is happening as part of the LGBTQP. Man, it's got to stop somewhere. Uh, maybe when they have all the letters of the alphabet in there. Um, the uh, LGBTQP push to normalize child sex abuse in Western society, and they are trying to do that. And that's why they have have it in some states and cities where um, men that are dressed like women can go into the woman's room and women that are dressed like men. Oh, okay. I heard a noise and it was my clock dinging the midnight hour. I was like, it almost sounded like a trumpet with the earphones on. And I was like, (laughs) oh, maybe my wish will come true. Okay. It has come to our attention, the article continues, that out of the out of the closet pedophiles have been given an open platform to, on Twitter to discuss their fantasies about engaging in sexual activity with underage children and all with the blessing of Jack Dorsey. Now, OK, we'll go on here and I'll say that um, a series of screenshots captured by Shane Trejo over the big league politics reveals 
MAPs or minor attracted persons discussing your lust for mere babes, something that the new Twitter terms of service says is perfectly acceptable as part of Twitter's community guidelines. If you don't like where this is going, I don't either. Um, even as Twitter bans conservatives as well as health ranger from tweeting hate speech, um, so to speak, they call it hate speech. The um, Silicon Valley giant has given a quiet nod to sex perverts to spread their perversion across the plat- platform without consequence. Uh, Twitter quietly added a section to its terms of service recently that allows for discussions related to, um, and it goes on, attraction towards minors, just so long as these discussions don't promote glorified se- child sexual exploitation. Well, that's kind of stupid, isn't it? That is that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You know, don't they realize how humans work? When you talk about stuff like that, you get excited. And then you get excited, you want to go out and do stuff. My goodness. It's no different than, you know, locker room talk, you know. Hey, who are you taking to the dance this Thursday, you know? Oh, I'm taking so-and-so. Well, I'm taking so-and-so. Boy, does she have a nice rear end, and she has a nice this and a nice that. And, and uh, you know, pretty soon they're talking about their conquest that they've had before. And and then after that, they're, uh, you know, they go out the the next Friday night and uh, and do, do whatever. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a stupid comment that, uh, or a stupid thing that, Twitter has done. Um, now I mentioned that Jack Dorsey hasn't, it's possibly hasn't taken active uh, role in, in child um, sexual situations like that. But you know what, when you don't argue against it and you don't fight it, then uh, you're part of the problem, not part of the solution. So, um, you know, you have all these people the never Trumpers that would, oh, they're Christians and stuff like that. You're not going to vote for Trump, you know, and then all of a sudden now, now that the threat of Biden becoming president is in, everybody's up in arms. Well, you did it to yourself, Schmuckola, you know, you didn't get out and vote. You weren't out there to, to make a difference. So, you know what? Just shut your pie hole because you, you didn't go out and try. If we went out and tried, then that would be something different. Like the rest of us, we went out and voted. Okay. So anyway, the um, the link to that is um, HTTPS uh, colon forward slash forward slash um, www.naturalnews.com forward slash 2020-01-14-jack. Well, I'm just going to read the rest. Just put dashes in front of each word. Jack Dorsey condones child rape, pedophilia. Um, dash Twitter, um, dot HTML. Okay. As is the case with most people that are rich and successful, they crave power and the easiest power to obtain is power over the defenseless of society, namely little boys and girls. And, you know, you can throw in there women, um, vulnerable women, um, and vulnerable men, I guess. What the heck? We might as well just throw everybody in there. Uh, while it is uncertain that Dorsey is involved in pedophilia, the fact that he allows it to be talked about on his format or on Twitter, while at the same time banning conservatives, which he hates, and, which, and by the way, conservatives hate pedophilia, 
Uh, it's a pretty good indicator that Dorsey doesn't hate pedophilia. Uh, now that could be because he doesn't see it as a sin, but if you don't agree with sin, then there are no sins, right? Or it could be that he protects those who are in the same lifeboat as he's in. It's just something to consider. Okay. All right. Now the truly bizarre starts. Okay. Truly bizarre time. Twilight Zone time. Okay. Pardon me. I got to. Ah, that's better. I am putting on a little weight. And sometimes you got to. Ah, so much better. I know both of you ladies and gentlemen can understand tight clothing while you're sitting down is not the most comfortable thing in the world. So I'm still dressed and everything. Don't worry. I'm not sitting here um, in the buff or anything. Um, <clears throat> this, so the next term is Mikhin, and it's spelled M-Y-K-H-Y-N, chooses the chosen ID. Now, it could be ID or id. Um we will go into what the it is in a little while. <clears throat> now, here's what I found. I, I might have to leave this one up to you guys to figure out. Okay. Maybe there's some younger people out there that know what who McHen is or what McHen is. Um, if it's some, I, I looked exhaustively to find uh, a definition for it, and I found something, and maybe maybe it means something. I don't know. But the fact that it's so weird and bizarre and um, that the evil one is so weird and bizarre and, and has followers that are weird and bizarre and 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 they practice um, things that are weird and bizarre. I had to include this, okay? Um, apparently, McKinn is an entity that uses Twitter often. It, he, or she, whatever, is... Um, Speaks in cryptic terms most of the time. The following was found regarding McKinn. And I might even be saying that wrong. It might be Mikeen uh, or whatever. And if it's something that's plain and just spelled weird, I'll probably figure it out after the radio show. Anyway, so this thing was on um, Twitter, I guess. And it says in capital letters, McKinn, and then at McKinn. And that's because usually that's your Twitter name is anything that's after the at November 29th period, 720 and in brackets, Sumerian and then equal signs. So when I say that equal, that's the equal sign, equal Illuminati, equal economic plan, then in brackets, Jew period, Jew in small letters, um, 311, 311. Equal, this is real, equal data pattern, equal converter, equal Masonic logic, equal quarantine, equal systems, equal castration, equal aliens are here, equal come back to life, equal decode a human god. I think I'm starting to understand this. Um, Equals Archangel Michael. Equals the architect equals a McKin hack equals understand equals the truth equals keywords. Okay. So, um, 
did I read um, after 311, this is real, equals data pattern, equals converter, equals Masonic Lodge, equals quarantine, equals systems? If I didn't, that's the second line. Um, it seems to be that he's equating the Illuminati and a Masonic Lodge with the quarantine um, in that um, it's leading to some kind of castration. And that castration could be in many forms. It could be... Um, well, of course, male castration, but it could be in castrating us um, of our rights. You know, basically it means cutting off or removing. Um, aliens are here. That's easy to understand. We know that they're not aliens. They're fallen angels. But um, McKinn probably doesn't know that. Um, come back to life. Well, that could be something like Jim Wilhelm is talking about. Hitler coming back to life. Who knows? Um, because it comes after right after aliens are here. Um, then it says decode a human God. So it's almost like they're, uh, that's talking about the Antichrist. Then they, they're saying Archangel Michael. That, and then it says the architect, like he's the architect. Well, a lot of, a lot of cults equate Michael with a lot of different things. But if you know who Michael is, um, you, you know, that's impossible. Um, Michael's one of the good guys, and he, he does only what Yahweh tells him to do. <laughs> um, he doesn't do what the aliens tell him to do. He doesn't tell him what the Antichrist tells him to do. Um, he fights against the evil one, not for him. Okay. Now, it appears to be Illuminati code for something. As far as the chooses the chosen ID, we're left with two possibilities. ID could stand for identification. However, it could stand for the intellectual part of the human brain, which is often referred to as the id. In any case, it seems to suggest that the Illuminati or some secret society, um, it mentions, since it mentions the Mason, Masonic logic, um, that chooses um, a chosen person, whether it's a person via an identification or a person by his intellect, is id. Uh, there is a suggestion that this personage is, this personage uses the code to convey messages to Jack Dorsey. Well, that could be. Uh, using something like QAnon uh, uses for uh, good and political purposes. So it might be like the anti-QAnon or the, the uh, reverse image of QAnon, the dark side. Dark QAnon. We'll call them Dark QAnon. Okay, so then the next phrase is the McKinn. And then there's, it looks like the word turtle, but it's split up. It's capital T-U-R space capital T-L-E. Okay, now this appears to be an Illuminati sort of code that only a few understand. Like I mentioned above, he seems to convey messages to Jack Dorsey using this format. Frankly, it doesn't concern me that he used that the forces of anti-Messiah use such codes because when all is said and done, it will lead to nothing. Everything that the devil does will lead to nothing sooner or later. Um, Jack Dorsey has uh, screwed with so many people who have left his form that so many people have left his format that I expect that someday soon Twitter will be something talked about in history books rather than continuing on as a viable form of social media. And I'm serious about that. Um, I mean, they're leaving in droves. They had one Friday where everybody was, a lot of people were planning on leaving and they left and they all went over to parlor. 
Parler is the new Twitter. However, if you don't like what people say, you better not go there because people are allowed to say whatever they want to on Parler. Um, okay. And, but you know what? I got to put in there. Conservatives say stuff, but they, they say it nicely, not like the leftists do. Okay. The next one is chemtrails are sprayed daily. Well, there's a truth, right? What must be understood is that Jack Dorsey believes in global warming and other environmental issues. We've talked about that with the trees being planted and stuff like that. Well, most of us know that chemtrails are made up of heavy, heavy metals and biologics. They are meant to harm mankind. And eco-terrorists believe that uh, mankind must be eliminated from the earth. Just read the... Uh, the Ten Commandments on the Georgia Guidestones. The first one is to eliminate the population of 500 million so that man can live with harmony with the earth. Um, however, I bet you none of these schlamozzles or schmucks are the ones that will volunteer to, uh, to leave so that uh, we could come to stasis with nature. That's another story, I guess, for another day. Okay. Um, chemtrails are made up of heavy metals. Every terrorist believe that mankind must be eliminated from Earth to maintain stasis between mankind and nature. Um, I've written articles, and a matter of fact, on the delusion resistance, uh, opposing the Matrix uh, uh, site uh, on YouTube, which I hope is still there. Um, there's a video that we did when we went down to the Georgia Guidestones, and I have video of of it after it had just been um, desecrated, I guess you could say, uh, by somebody. And uh, they tried to clean it up the best they could. But you could tell that it had been painted over and everything else. But um, anyway, uh, it'll t- you can read the Ten Commandments right there, and it's a lot of different languages. So, um, All right, let's see. Remain a stasis, uh, maintain a stasis between mankind and nature. There are those who believe that believe the lie that chemtrails are being used to reduce the amount of sunlight that hits the earth, thus allow less heat to get through and trapped under the supposed CO2 layer that surrounds the earth. Whether Dorsey believes the former or the latter, I'm sure that he believes that chemtrails and endorses their use. I know a person that um, that knows somebody that actually got to talk to then. President Obama, and they asked him about chemtrails, and he said they're real, and that they're used to reduce the sunlight that's coming onto the earth to reduce global warming. So you heard it from the donkey's mouth. Uh, The next phrase is, Jesus, bring us home. Uh, Dorsey was born a Roman Catholic and raised a Roman Catholic. He tends to lean towards Buddhism now. If he does believe in Jesus, it's probably the Buddhist mindset that Jesus is just one of many great teachers sent by the Brahmin. This is all speculation, of course. Um, A good illustration of this would be um, several years ago when we were involved actively in um, advising people about alien abduction. We never counseled anybody. We just advised. we used to tell people that if they're, you know, if they're lying in their bedroom at night and they experience sleep paralysis and they feel something in the room that they just need to, if they're able to, because uh, a lot of times the paralysis involves your vocal cords and you can't talk, but you can think, you can still think. And um, 
So when it used to happen to me, I would, I would pray that God would give me utterance. And it always came back around and I would say, you know, in the name of Yeshua, get out of here. You have no right to be here. I'm a child of, uh, Yahweh and, uh, you're messing with, uh, forces you don't want to mess with. So in the name of Yeshua, get out of here and they'd always leave. Um, and this is after I was a believer too, by the way. So uh, just because you're a believer doesn't mean you're not going to mess with you for a little while. And it hasn't happened in many years. So that's a cool thing. But, um, uh, so it's, it's important to have the right Yeshua. <laughs> okay. The right Jesus. Um, the, uh, so anyway, I get this phone call. Oh, I guess it was probably 12 or one in the morning. Okay. And it was a woman and she's, you know, I answer the phone when I'm, at one o'clock in the morning when somebody wakes me up and the first thing I hear is, you're wrong. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I told her, I says, wait a minute. I just woke up. Give me a chance to wake up for a second, you know? And I, you know, a minute went by or so. And I said, okay, what am I wrong about? You know, who is this? Well, you know, I, I've read it for your work and you said that the name of Jesus stops alien abduction and you're wrong. And I said, well, how am I wrong? Well, I've tried it several times and they still take me. And I said, I was kind of dumbfounded. You know, first of all, I'm tired. It's one o'clock in the morning. I'm half awake. And so I prayed. I said, Lord, you got to help me on this one. I said, because I don't know what this woman's come, where she's coming from. You know, help me to understand. And all of a sudden, this still small voice that wasn't whispering in my ear or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not a schizophrenic. Um, says, ask her who she thinks Jesus is. So, right, I said, ma'am, I said, can you give me your textbook definition of who Jesus is? Who is he to you? And she says, well, well, Jesus, he's the one of the great leaders that was sent to mankind. And he's a, a force in the universe that's used for good and and, and and like, OK, so she's talking about the New Age Jesus. So anyway. I said, ma'am, I said, with all due respect, I said, let me interrupt you. Um, I said, the Jesus you're talking about is not the biblical Jesus. Okay. I said, the biblical Jesus can help you. I says, you're calling out to a Jesus that is not the biblical Jesus. And what you're doing is akin to being a Jew in Nazi Germany and running into Gestapo headquarters going, help me, help me. Hitler's trying to kill me. I said, you're running to the enemy to help you, to protect you from the enemy. I said, it doesn't work. It's not going to work. And I, I had prayed while I was talking with her that he, he would let me, allow me to present the gospel to her. And I did real quickly. And I said, this is what you need to do. You know, you need to ask the biblical Jesus into your heart. You know, they ask for you of your sins and make you a new creature and, and everything else. And, um, uh, she said something and hung up, but I was thankful that I got the witness to her. <laughs> I really was. Um, so anyway, um, it's, it's, uh, what's that uh, phrase? Who's your daddy? <laughs> Who's your Jesus? You know, um, is he the Jesus of the Bible, the son of God and God himself? Or is he the, uh, the galactic Jesus that, um, is an imitator, a cheap imitator, by the way. So anyway, uh, let's get, move on. The, uh, the next phrase is the sweet Madam Blue. Now this is a song by the group Sticks. 
Okay. In the song, Cher is the person that the group calls Sweet Madam Blue. Cher and Dorsey have worked together in several leftist causes along with other Hollywood actors. Um, so it's no, there you have a connection. Okay. Um, I didn't know this. I quit listening to rock and roll in 1979. Sticks was around back then, but, uh, I just knew a couple of their songs, uh, the ones that were on the radio. Um, but I didn't know about Sweet Mountain Blue, but here it puts it together. Cher and Doris are your friends. Okay. They work together on things and they support, uh, if he supports the things that Cher supports, then, um, God help him. That woman is wicked. Um, I should look her up in Gamatria and see what happens. I'm going to write that down because she's a basket case. Cher Gamatria. You get to be my age. You got to write everything down. Um, don't do it until you have to, but get into practice of doing it when you have to, because it's the only thing that's going to help you to remember things. A lot of times you'll hear me trying to think of things while I'm talking. It's because I haven't written them down. Um, the next one is New York flooded XIXIXI. Okay. Well, you can pronounce that ZZZ. Okay. Because X is usually pronounced as Z. And if it was in Chinese, it would be a Z, right? Um, but, um, if it's Roman numerals, it's New York flooded 111111. So the only, that's the only thing I could come up with. I mean, I don't know of a Chinese person named ZZZ, um, or anything else. So the only thing that got flooded in New York on 11, November 11, 2011, uh, were people who were sent there to celebrate Veterans Day or went there to celebrate Veterans Day. Um, so this has so far proved to be a bupkis entry. Uh, bupkis means worthless in Yiddish. Just in case you didn't know and I'm using it. Okay, the next one is John Hoven, H-O-E-V-E-N. Now, the only tie that I can find is that Dorsey donated $1,000 to some politician named John Hoven in 2010. But there is a connection. Okay. Should find out who John Hoven is and what he's all about. I'll bet you anything he's a Democrat. Well, if Dorsey gave him money, he probably is. And He's probably involved in something wicked. Um, and I'm, give me straight folks. I'm not saying that all Democrats are wicked. Okay. Leftists are wicked. There are some really neat liberals out there that still believe in the old liberalism and some Democrats that still believe in the old liberalism. And I can't fault you for being that kind of liberal because that's the kind of liberal that used to say, I may not like what you have to say, but I will die to defend your right to say it. Okay. Uh, nowadays, it's I don't like what you say and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so it's uh, relativism has taken over the Democratic Party. Um, and there's just people that are stuck in the old way. They see the Republicans as being too conservative and um, the Democrats is turning into socialists. I guess you could become an independent and then vote independently. You know, um, that's a choice you'll have to make. Anyway, the next phrase is to condemn everlasting death. Well, there are two ways to look at this. Uh, when you get banned from Twitter, they have an algorithm, which is basically a math sequence that they use to figure out letters. 
um, that knows when you talk about numerology, <laughs> that knows when you try to open an account under a different name or email address, therefore you're condemned to everlasting Twitter death. Okay, uh, the other meaning is that Jack Dorsey is born to perdition, has no chance of ever being saved by grace, and will burn in the lake of fire and brimstone forever. For his sake, I hope uh, scenario one is what it's referring to. Um, I, don't, I don't want anybody except for some very wicked politicians to ever experience the, the latter. And even then, I'm kind of torn on that. But uh, people make it out of their lives what they make out of their lives, and that's all there is to it. Um, okay, the next one is Jeremiah Lee Jeremiah. That was the fun one to look up. There was only one that actually came up. Um, now this guy is a heavy Twitter user, very heavy Twitter user, very politically active, too. Um, if he has any interface with Jack Dorsey's anyone's guess, um, I have left him here because he's quite a confused individual, which a lot of leftists are. And the type of person that's allowed to thrive on Twitter while patriots and others are banned and blacklisted. Here's what Jeremiah Lee is all about, and maybe why he's allowed to remain on um, on Twitter while good people that are trying to fight the good fight are blacklisted, banned, and castrated off of Twitter. Um, he states, I am a democratic socialist and I believe in capitalism and a guaranteed basic income. I agree with Robert Reich on most economic issues. Well, first of all, Robert Reich is an idiot. If you agree with him, then you got problems. But anyway, um, you can't be a democratic socialist and believe in capitalism. I'm sorry. It just doesn't work. Okay, you're either or. You're either a socialist or a capitalist. They don't mix. And a guaranteed basic income is part of communism. That means no matter what happens, you get paid, or you, or you at least you get food, clothing, and shelter. Um, so, and that's totally anti-biblical too. Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. Um, now I, I put these little <coughs> comments in here, and it says you can't be both. Either you're a capitalist or you're a socialist. And he goes on to say, I'm a supporter of the Electronic Frontier Foundation, the American Civil Liberties Union. Oh, boy. Um, Demand Progress is another group and probably anything Larry Lessing establishes. Um, I never heard of Larry Lessing before. So another interesting person I should look up. I believe that the right to privacy is the requirement for the right to free speech. We'd be crazy not to fight for both. Well, Yet he fails to realize that the right to privacy disappears when you lay out your life for all the world to see. You know, those Hollywood actors always crack me up. You know, they want to live private lives, which, you know, I, 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 it's normal to want to live a private life. But when you become popular, that becomes impossible. You know, people have a fascination with popular people and people that have power and people that have money. It's just a natural human tendency for people to want to know about those people. You lose your privacy. I'm sorry. You want to become a big actor in Hollywood, you're going to lose your privacy. You want to get into politics, you're going to lose your privacy. You know, and um, it's just, it's a human, natural human occurrence. And no matter how much Jeremiah doesn't like it, it's, it's, 
it happens. It, um, you know, and it's, uh, if, if, if anybody ever figures out a way to become rich and famous and, uh, retain their privacy, then, uh, please write, write it, uh, a book about it and, um, and let the rest of us know. And then he goes on and he say, he says, I survived a helicopter crash. I was, a, it was the first time riding a helicopter. I've taken one helicopter ride since then. As far as I'm concerned, helicopters only have a 50% success rate. Wow. Well, he's a millennial and he knows how to figure out percentages, which is good. I taught math. I taught pharmacy math, which is very easy to teach, by the way. And some people had the hardest time trying to get it, you know. And, um, I mean, I got down to where I was drawing part pie charts, um, uh, to show, you know, what one third was, you know, and, um, and everything else. And, um, you know, finally people got it, you know, the people that I taught, I was able to teach math to, but some of the ways that I had to improvise to do it was quite interesting. Um, okay. He says, I've been an environmentalist since I was 10. Really, at the age of 10, you're not mature enough to ascribe anything to your life. Remember when I was 10, I used to like to go out and play kickball and, and, uh, ride my bike, you know, uh, some of the brainiacs that I went to school with like to do other things like, uh, well, I like to do that too, but you know, we built model rockets and, um, got into chemistry, you know, real chemistry, not drugs. Um, and, Learn how things worked, you know, but still you, I wasn't mature enough to make any kind of life's decisions. And usually that comes when you reach puberty and, you know, um, 10 is kind of early to reach puberty. It doesn't happen very often unless he drinks a lot of milk or something, but then he'd become feminized. But anyway, um, I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. But if, it's just that if you drink a lot of milk, uh, especially if you drink soy milk, it's got a lot of estrogen, plant estrogens in it. And it could cause, it causes girls a lot of times to go into early puberty. And I would imagine that if it affected boys, it would affect them in a, in a negative manner. Because boys aren't supposed to have large amounts of estrogen. Men aren't either. So... I know I'm going to get letters about that one. Um, he says, I'm a secular humanist and an atheist. Well, some, since humanists believe that men are gods or can attain, attain kind of a godhood, you therefore are not an atheist. You can't be one or the other. You know, um, a humanist basically believes that mankind can work his problems out and become godlike. Um, and if you're godlike, then you're not an atheist because you believe that you're, you yourself are God. So it's, um, anyway, he says, I am gay. My identity has been defined more by the struggle for acceptance and equality of my sexuality than by my sexuality. I think of myself as many other things before being a gay man. I hope that this is what equality eventually should feel like. And I wrote here, well, you started off by saying that you're gay, so it's pretty high up on your list. 
So um, it's your main ingredient, so to speak. Therefore, you are defining your characteristic. Okay. So it used there used to be a day when people were were homosexuals. I don't use the term gay, sorry, but gay means happy, and it has for hundreds of years. And I'm not going to let a, a group of people hijack that word. Um, he there used to be a day when people that were homosexuals lived pretty good lives. They lived with their, their partners and, you know, you pretty well knew <laughs> if, if um, two guys living together were gay. Okay. And, and you, I don't know with my generation, my father's generation wasn't as tolerant as mine and my grandfather's wasn't tolerant as all at all. Uh, that doesn't mean I condone what they do. It just means that, Hey, you know, if you do what you do in your own household, and if it's a sin, well, you know, you're going to have to answer to God for that someday. And I'm going to pray for you that God will show you it's a sin. But I'm not going to I'm not going to get in there and tell you that, you know, you're a sinner and you need to get saved. That's for the Holy Spirit to do. OK. Anyway. Um, so um, there used to be a day when people would just be that way. And and they were. Look at Liberace. Um there were some actors of look at Rock Hudson. Nobody ever knew uh, until he died or was dying of AIDS that he had been um, homosexual all those years. And um, even Doris Day, who he had an affair with or was I think he was married to her, if I'm not mistaken, for, for quite a few years, didn't know. So um, anyway, but, you know, he, he led a successful life and everything and. Nobody really cared. Nobody knew with him, but um, there are others where people knew. Elton John, you know, everybody knew that we were listening to his albums, that he was, um, he preferred the companionship of men. And, uh, you know, but, you know, we still listen to his music. I don't know anymore because then I finally realized that when he's singing love songs, he was singing them to guys. But um, anyway, uh, doesn't mean that I, I still have respect for him. I mean, he's a great musician, you know. Uh, look at Liberace, same way, you know, great musician, um, homosexual, uh, and everybody knew it too. They used to call him flamboyant. Um, but anyway, this ramming it down people's throats that we have to accept it, you know, that's that's a whole different story. And I'm not going to um, have that done to me or have it done to anybody else that I love. Um, anyway, um, Jeremiah might be a nice kid, but he's all mixed up. He's mixed up as hell, actually. And he's he and uh, others who have defined him as uh, not who he actually is. Um, I pray that he gets lessons from someone sane that will talk to him. And I pray for his soul that the uh, Yahweh will lead a believer into his life that he'll become friends with and will listen to you know god will open up his heart to listen to that person and um i I, and don't tell me that you can't leave that lifestyle i know at least two men that have left that lifestyle one decided to remain celibate the rest of his life and the other one actually married and had two daughters and loved his family i haven't seen them in years but uh 
he was a very nice man. And I really respected him because he re- he realized that he had inclinations that went one way and realized it was wrong and decided to have a family anyway. And uh, so anyway, it, it was what a story. I wish I could connect with him again just to talk with him because and the other guy, believe it or not, was my mentor <laughs> when I became a believer. Um his name was Ed. He's deceased now. He died of um, oh, some kind of cancer, leukemia. Um, you, I bet you a lot of you were thinking I was going to say AIDS. Huh? No, he died of leukemia because he remained celibate um, all those years. But anyway, um, when I first became a believer in Yeshua, um, I started hanging out with um, several people, a friend named Art, a friend named Lou, um, and other people were living in the household at the time. They were all Christian believers, men, and um, some of them moved out and because um, they were dating and finally got married. And um, I became good friends with Ed, and, and he educated me very well in my faith. Very good mentor. And, and this guy would go into his room and he would read scripture, I mean, for hours on end. And he was memorizing scripture. He could, you know, he'd say, what's John 4, 6, what's John chapter 4 say? And he would read the whole chapter out of his memory. And I'm like, whoa, this is amazing. I wish I had a brain like that. But this guy loved Yeshua HaMashiach with all of his heart. And I have no doubt when I get to heaven, I'm going to see him. I'm going to give him a big hug and thank you for. But anyway, um, he uh, he was gay and I never knew it or homosexual. I never knew it. And um, later on, I found out and I asked some of the people. See, when I was born again, people weren't. I was kind of like a gruff character. I had real long hair. I was big and strong and muscular and. Uh, kind of looked like a biker without being a biker. And um, uh, people weren't too sure about me. I remember one time I, um, I I asked a good friend, Greg, I said, uh, I, I said, you know, I said, what was your impression when I first got saved? And he says, well, the reason a bunch of us hung around as long as we did is because we weren't quite sure about you. You know, in other words, you know, was I going to go off? Was I going to beat somebody up? And I'm like, boy, did you have me wrong? But anyway, um, so I asked him or somebody and I says, how come nobody ever told me that, that Ed was a homosexual? And they said, well, we didn't quite know how you'd take it. And I think maybe at that time that was a wise thing. You know, I don't know how I would have taken it. You know, that might have. I don't know. I don't think I was mature enough in my faith to have accepted it. So, but I found out later on and it was like, man, it doesn't matter. It's who he was then, you know, after he became a believer that I I respected and loved, you know, not who he was before. That was the life that he decided to leave and left successfully. And, and, uh, anyway, so, you know, don't ever accuse me of being a homophobe or uh, or anything like that, because I'm not. Um, uh, homosexuality is a sin just like anything else, you know. Um, womenizing is a sin. Uh, rape is a sin. Um, you know, 
and God sees all sins as being sin. And uh, there's a penalty for sin, the wages of sin of death, but the gift of life is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So there's a remedy. You just have to accept it. Okay, let's move on before I get too tired. It's been a while since we started. Uh, the next name that comes up is Nora Lee McCorvey. You probably don't know who that is, but you will in a second. Now, the only link that I can find here is uh, this. Nora Lee McCorvey is the name of Roe in Roe versus Wade. They gave her a pseudonym. Um, they were smart, too, in giving her the pseudonym. <laughs> um, and it went, her case went before the Supreme Court, who decided that, adopt, that abortion is a legal act. And the people that decided that will have to pay for that someday. Um, the only thing that connection that I can find is that Jack Dorsey's a flaming liberal and most likely supports infanticide or abortion. Um, so, but uh, normally McCorvey got her life right with the Lord and was very, very um, heartsick about what she had done. And um, basically said that she was coached into um, admitting what she admitted in the Supreme Court and letting them use her name to, um, in the name of feminism to uh, make abortion legal. So um, she's walking the uh, golden streets right now because she passed away and she's with Yeshua and I know he's forgiven her. So if he forgave her, I forgive her. And I think we all should forgive her if we're believers. Okay. Um, we all make mistakes. Some bigger than others, but we all make mistakes. Okay. Just like I think that maybe uh, someday um, Jack will get, uh, Jack Dorsey will get saved. Who knows? Maybe he's um, predestined to become a believer. Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, let's see. Then there's another phrase that comes up. Consider your days. Well, when you research Jack Dorsey, there's an interesting thing mentioned in Wikipedia. It mentioned that he walked to work. He walks to work every day and he walks back from home every day. Um, he says that it helps him to reflect on his day, both before and after, and it helps him to relax. You know, I can identify with that because I have to drive to work an hour and drive home an hour. And driving to work, I pray that I'll have a good day. That, you know, my, my supervisors will think rationally. That gets answered once in a while. Um, and that, um, you know, that the patients will all behave themselves and that uh, my coworkers and I will get along just fine. And uh, on the way home, I, I'm thankful for a good day. If I've had a bad day, I talk to the Lord about it, right? A lot of times I call my wife and we talk and, and we pray. And, um, and by the time I get home, it's like the day never happened. So I can understand how walking to work in the morning and coming home, how he uses that. He doesn't pray like I pray, but, um, anyway, I can understand it. He says that it helps him to reflect on his both day, the, on his day, both before and after. It helps him to relax. On another note, it could be a command from Yahweh that Jack remembered his origins 
that uh, he didn't start out rich and that he had humble beginnings. It could be a harbinger to him that you can lose it as fast as you get it, too. And that giving money to a lost cause isn't necessarily one of Yahweh's requirements because faith without works is death. And works without faith is death, too. So you can't use one to replace the other. Okay. Okay, and then I... um. I did an in an addition. That it kind of ends the words that uh, equate with his name. And I, I added a little something here that I find kind of concerning. Um, if you look at the hierarchy at Twitter, you find that aside from a CEO, CFO, and other chiefs, uh, chief officers, that there's an executive chairman who incidentally is Iranian by birth. Now, I don't want to judge any rash judgments, but here's how I feel. <laughs> he, um, here's the information that, and let's read it, and you know we'll go with it afterwards. Uh, a little bit about him. His, uh, he's the executive chairman of Twitter. His name is Omid R. Kordistani. He's Persian-born, um, 1963, and that makes me wonder if he is a good guy because. Um, Usually Iranians that are, are, are good people are, call themselves Persians because they identify with the Shah who is overthrown. So, um, there, that's a possibility. I don't know, but it is a possibility. He is an Iranian, um, American businessman of Kurdish origin. Uh, the Kurds are an interesting group of people and we can go into them some other time, I guess. Um, who, and he's been an executive uh, chairman of Twitter since October of 2015. He was previously a senior vice president, the chief business officer, and most recently a special advisor to the CEO and founders of Google from July 2014 to October 2015, and was director of Vodafone from March, thir- uh, March of 13 to October of 14. Kordistani um, has also previously been been at Google from May of 1999 to April of 2009, reaching a position of senior vice president for the worldwide sales and field operations. Um, Omid Kordistani was born in Tehran and grew up there attending, um, God help me with this word, Andiche Don Bosco School, an Italian Catholic school in Tehran, that emphasizes education and language skills. So he's got a, a working knowledge of Catholicism, which is kind of like a watered down basic knowledge of Christianity. Um, let's see. Um, he went to that school in Tehran and emphasized education and language skills. He moved to San Jose, California after the death of his father in 1976. So he's got some things going for him and some against them. Let's see what it says here. Uh, it's a little bothersome that somebody of Iranian birth is in charge of Twitter. Uh, while it does uh, mention that he has Kurdish ancestry, and in another section he's described as a Persian, and I said what they called themselves before the revolution in the 1970s, uh, it may be of no concern. Um, it is, however, a concern that Twitter habitually fights against American patriots, the American president, and others who stand for freedom and independence. Whether it's because of him, a Persian, that's running things is anyone's guess, but it's suspicious. 
Okay, on the other hand, he's got a working knowledge of Christianity, which in, if he's a Muslim in the hands of a Muslim is, is very dangerous. Um, but there's nothing here to suggest that he is. Um, so for the benefit of the doubt, we'll just hope and pray that, uh, that he's a good guy. But, um, if you look up Twitter and you look up a lot of the, um, the hierarchy of Twitter, and even, um, if you do the same thing with Google, you notice that there are a lot of people, foreign people, um, both, uh, a lot of them being, uh, Muslims that are running Google and, and other, um, social formats. And, um, there are a lot of, uh, Russians, Russia, Russians, um, in the same category. So, um, I don't know. I just found that kind of interesting, um, that the, uh, the social format aspect, both in Google and Twitter are, are run basically by, um, by foreigners. And, uh, I don't know. It just, it kind of feels dirty, if you know what I mean. And, uh, hopefully I'm wrong. I pray I'm wrong. But, uh, it could answer why, um, Twitter is so biased against, uh, patriots, against President Bush. I did it again. President Trump um, and other uh, patriotic causes. Like I said, they bumped me off uh, for making a simple comment. Um, granted, it you know probably wasn't the best comment to make, but um, I've always been brought up to have a talk with somebody and see what they were thinking before you know kicking them out. <laughs> um, you know, and, and giving them a chance to explain themselves. And that's another thing with, uh, with Twitter and, um, and other social formats that lean left is that, um, when you're guilty, you're guilty and you have no say about it. There is no jurisprudence whatsoever when it comes to Twitter and, um, and Facebook is another one. Um, I've been, um, warned on Facebook several times about things and, um, you know, I tell them, I said, well, first of all, <clears throat> you're an American company. I know you're worldwide, but you're an American company. And I want to know who accused me because I have a right to know who accused me. I want to know um, what the exact charges are. And I want to know, um, you know, the who, what, when, where, and why of what you're doing. And I never get answers back. And I've appealed a couple of times, and the appeals were like, they didn't even, it was almost like a computer generated appeal. Um, so it just goes to show you that it's, uh, their, um, their inspectors or whatever you call them, uh, truth checkers, fact checkers, or whatever it is, um, basically don't care. Either that or they're machines. You know, that's a possibility. Um, especially with YouTube, because YouTube is, uh, Basically is, uh, run by a, um, oh, it's a special computer. I can't remember the name of it right now. Oh, a D-Wave computer. And D-Wave computers can think for themselves and, um, and can, can deduce things for themselves and can, um, come up with solutions that, uh, don't necessarily involve humans. And, um, they're, they're kind of scary computers because they can, um, they can basically rewrite code and they can, 
uh, take others' code and rewrite it. Uh, they basically destroyed open source code uh, anymore because they can get in there and really um, sabotage it. Um, and uh, it's just uh, for freedom on the Internet. It's really the beginning of the end. But um, anyway, uh, so we have come to the end of looking at what the Gematria says about Jack Dorsey. Um, I don't know if you got anything out of it, but uh, he's definitely a def- an interesting individual, and uh, we'll watch and see what he does in the future. But uh, I don't think it's going to turn out to be anything good. I think that he is controlled. He might even be a product of um, oh, a product of um, Illuminati experiments and uh, CIA experiments, um, where they control people and they control their mind and their thinking. <clears throat> um, Kathy O'Brien's book um, proves that that happens. And that, uh, I don't know, after I read what she wrote about President Reagan, and then she, yeah, I hear people talking about President Reagan being this almost messianic figure. I'm like, wow, I don't know. I think they've all been corrupt for quite a while now. And um, some of the stuff that uh, she's accused them of doing, my goodness, is... Uh, is criminal, and if it's true, then uh, he took the down elevator when he died, unless he did some serious repenting before he passed away. But he had Alzheimer's, so I don't know if he was able to do that. And then his wife was basically a Wiccan, so, um, you know, she wasn't there to be a help me, let's put it that way. Um, anyway, it looks like we've gone over two hours, and that was not my intention. Um, and it looks like I never pressed the mute button, so it should be a complete show. So I'm going to go ahead and end this. And uh, I just wanted to remind you that um, oh, we got a couple things coming up this Monday, which is tomorrow. Um, we are going to have Ralph Emerson on the show. Um, Ralph is a historian, and a, when it comes to the Constitution, he's he's basically an expert. He, he'll explain to us tomorrow how we haven't been under the Constitution probably since 1933. Um, that uh, we're under something called the Unified Commercial Code, the UCC, and that um, if you ever wondered why the Constitution doesn't seem to have any power anymore, uh, maybe that's the reason. But um, like we were talking on the phone, I was talking with him the other day, actually on Skype, and he said that the way this is going with the presidential thing, that it it might actually force the uh, the left to admit that that we're not under the Constitution, and that would cause the Americans to go up in an uproar and and demand that the Constitution be reinstated. So uh, this whole thing might work out better than you ever imagined, than any of us ever imagined. And um, so it's uh, something to look forward to. And then the Monday after that, which I think is the 21st, if I click my handy little calendar here, Yes, the Monday after that's the 21st is going to be our anniversary show because about that time we would have been on 10 years. We will have been on 10 years um, on Opposing the Matrix. And Jim Wilhelms is going to join us. Um, he's got some interesting things to say about um, a, a, a false rapture. And I wanted to just go on record as saying that, um, 
you know that uh, here on Opposing the Matrix, uh, although we have guests on all the time, we don't necessarily, there are some of us, I should say, that don't necessarily agree with what the other person is saying. Um, we, we agree with freedom of speech and that uh, people are allowed to say what they want to say, but um, I'm going to do the disclaimer right now on this show that uh, on the 21st, that um, that Jim may present things that uh, people like me and Brian don't agree with. And, uh, you know, he'll be allowed to have his say. Um, but just realize that just because maybe two of the people on the show on the 21st um, believe a certain way doesn't mean that we all do. Okay, we're all individuals and we all... Uh, as long as we all have the uh, the basic tenets of Christianity down the right way, and um, uh, we were, we're all the same faith, the, uh, the the gray areas really don't matter. But just bear that in mind when we have the show on the 21st that uh, it's um, it's going to be a topic that uh, that Brian and I have might have a hard time digesting. So, um, and you may too. Who knows? But uh, so just bear in mind that uh, uh, all of us hold different thoughts when we're different subjects. The gray areas are concerned. And like I said, the basic tenets of Christianity, we're all 100 percent on on uh, on board with together. So um, with that having been said, I'm going to go ahead and close out the show and uh, just uh, pray a little bit. Uh, Father. Uh, we come to you in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, uh, the Lord, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And um, I think it's important, Father, that we pray for our nation right now because our nation is in turmoil um, with all this election garbage that's going on, all the corruption that's going on with the election, um, the false claims that are being made by the supposed winners, and um, the the claims that are being ignored by judges that have been put in power by by the evil entities that have run this country from time to time. And um, we just pray that um, that you would have mercy on the United States of America, on, on all the people in this country, for the sake of your elect, those that are called out by you and that have to live here with all this. We pray that that you would show mercy and that uh, that President Trump would have a uh, a win and that he would have another four years in the White House and that by that win, he'll be able to um, institute more justice and and um, and bring about more things in favor for a constitutional republic rather than a republic under the unified commercial code. And uh, we pray that all truth would uh, would come out, that all lies would uh, have their light, sh- have your light shined upon them and that all uh, all the things that are said in secret will be shouted from the rooftops, as you said, will happen in Scripture. Um, so uh, you know, we pray for uh, next uh, Monday on the 21st that your will will be done and that um, that it would just be a good show and a good anniversary show. We thank you that we've been able to be on the air for 10 years now and that um, I don't know how that ever happened. That time went so fast. And pray we get to go for another 10 or 20. You know, it's all according to how long you let us live um, and how long you let freedom live. Um, but um, so we just want to thank you for everything. And uh, 
and we just give this show over to you and we give our lives over to you. And um, at this crucial juncture of our country's history, we just pray that you would be merciful and, and, uh, and show us another four years of grace and mercy through our Lord and Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, and that we would, um, we would work to thwart the, um, the tools of the enemy, the New World Order, the elites, and those who are set to destroy this country, that they would be revealed and that they would be arrested and that they would, um, be per- prosecuted and they will be judged, Father, in the next four years. And, um, we pray for that any, um, riots or civil disturbances that'll happen because of that will be quelled by you and um, that uh, this country will all learn to live in peace again and love and respect again and um, we pray that you would remove all the the disturbers all the pot stirrers and um, they would they would be no more in our country and um, help us just to to come in faith more to you and, and bring a revival to our land, Lord. Bring a revival that this the world has never seen. Um, the people scream or shout your name from the, the rooftops and from the corners on, on every city and every town. And um, we just pray that you would draw people to your son, our Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, that you would, that you would use the Holy Spirit to just... Um, Draw more men to you, men and women and children. We pray for Generation X and we pray for our generation, <laughs> the baby boomers, and we pray for the millennials and whatever comes after the millennials, Father, that that you would save many out of all generations and that this country will be again, or maybe for the first time, a light shining in the darkness that no one can ignore. And uh, we, we we pray that you protect us from enemies, both domestic and foreign, and that you bring justice, not only to the United States, but to this world, Father, uh, that the revival will happen and then um, that your prophecies will be fulfilled. We pray all this in the mighty and precious name of Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Okay, folks, I got to get to bed. You guys have a good uh, week and um, sometime this well we'll do a show tomorrow night and sometime this week we'll probably do another follow-up late night show so anyway god bless you all and we'll talk to you soon good night y'all